0: United Colours, hosted by Caroline Verdon and Paul Carruthers. Voices from the LGBT Plus Staff Network at Leeds Teaching Hospitals NHS Trust. Welcome to episode two. Thank you so much for joining us. And please do, as I know we said in the last episode, but please do give us a rating and click follow so you don't miss out on the episodes. And also write us a review. That'll be really, really helpful.
1: On this episode, we are talking to Bean, who is a non binary person who works here in Leeds Teaching Hospitals. As a clinical support worker on cardiac ICU, with a dream and aspiration to becoming a
0: nurse. So let's crack on then, shall we? Uh, and meet Bean.
2: So because I came from Poland, a very Christian, conservative country, I didn't really grow up with with a big sense of like a gay community or of knowledge of gender and 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 gender identity and all that. But coming to the UK and getting to know more gay people, trans people, it kind of got that thinking there's nothing wrong with me. That's just who I am. And I discovered being non-binary was something that I've always been. I just never had courage, I guess, to accept it myself. You can also say gender fluid. So even though I'm assigned female at birth, uh, I don't seed that is 100% me. I'm fine with parts of my femininity. Uh, so wear my coat. I do have some parts of my femininity that I absolutely hate and want to change. Uh, however, I'm not a man trapped in a woman's body. I'm not trying to transition. I'm neither. Sometimes I'm more masculine, sometimes I'm more feminine. It's just something in between, kind of a fluid way of of being...
1: And that I imagine must have been really difficult in Poland, because certainly even in the UK we're quite fixated on a binary <laughs> male, female. Yeah. Um, you know the, the concept of anything else exists is is alien to some people, and I'd imagine even more so growing up in in Poland.
2: Absolutely, and the other things as well. Um, the even in language, uh, language when you're talking about yourself in Poland is gendered. So when you say I did something. As a boy and as a girl, the verb changes depending on gender. Um, The first kind of experience that I had with uh, a trans person was a uh, a girl called Anna, which, well, I didn't know her as Anna as much, um, more as Casper. Um, At 17, they were kicked out of the house because they were trans. Uh, They were living in high school in... uh, friends' houses and on the sofas, basically sofa surfing because their family basically cast them out. And that was the first kind of real um, picture of discrimination, of trying Mm. to be who you are and being rejected. But now I'm kind of like proud that I've managed to to speak my truth um, and tell my story in a way because... There is so many people probably like me that are still scared Mm -hmm. and live the life thinking, what is wrong with me?
0: I can't really understand what it must feel like at all to not be allowed to be yourself because I've never been in that position. I've always, and I have that privilege that I was assigned female at birth. I associate with being female. I'm heterosexual. I'm white. I'm British. Nobody, you know, I no one bats an eyelid. I can't imagine there can be a worse feeling than not feeling like you can be yourself at any point with anyone. It must affect every single aspect of your life.
2: Yeah. uh, And that's for, I suppose, any LGBTQ person. I have friends that are gay, that, that are very religious and that they were praying to God not to be gay. So being any different and kind of feeling guilty for it, it um, kind of makes you don't want to be who you are because it's difficult and you know, you kind of, okay, so I'm gay. Oh my gosh, my life's going to be terrible. Maybe I'm not gay. Maybe I'm going to make myself not being gay because my life will be easier that way. So, and the same kind of comes with with being on binary or being outside any construct or, or concept of gender or identity. It's so much nicer to know that you can be yourself. When I came out to my sister, for example, I was very scared. I have a twin. She, I don't know, she maybe knew something. Her and her husband gave me rainbow socks and I was like, okay, fine. Something that you already know. <laughs> <laughs> then I kind of came out to Jen and was like, oh, okay, cool, yeah. I was like, but do you understand what I'm telling you? Like, yeah, of course, but you know, you, you're the same person. You, we still love you. Just because you identify differently doesn't make you a completely different person you are still who you are. It's just, you can live your life openly as you identify and you don't have to feel that you're lying to people and mainly, most of all, to yourself.
0: So you started at the trust and and you changed your name to Bean after you started? Yeah. Yeah. Um, What was it like for you living with a different name?
2: Well, it's. I've never liked my name to be fair. When I first started trying the name Bean, it felt straight away very, very fitting. And the change at the hospital was the one that kind of scared me the most because before that, my friends, my partners have called me Bean, and it was like, oh yeah, that's just my name now. And Then I kind of accepted, okay, so I'm going to be being in my normal life, but at work, I will be my dead name, but that's not who I am. I don't feel like that. It does feel like I'm lying to myself. Hmm. Let's, let's put it that way. Uh, like I'm kind of living two lives that I found that name that fits me and I feel that it's who I am and it represents my identity. And then I'm using my old name. To make it easier for people and feel like I'm someone else.
0: So, how does it work? So, you've made the decision that you wanted work to call you Bean. How did you have to make that happen in terms of is HR involved? Do you need to sign paperwork? Like, what happens?
2: Okay, so that was actually very silly because we, uh, on a shift, we do a um, safety huddles when we do speak about the patients and assign center roles, what we will do on a shift. And at one point I was the person that was actually writing everything on a board. And there was one of the tasks that me in my job role, I usually do. And then the first time I did it, I just put bean and everyone's like, who's that? I'm like, it's me. Okay. And then I started doing it again and again. And then when people ask me what's up with that? I just say that I wanted a gender neutral name because I'm non-binary and that's my name now. So I would prefer you call me Bean from now on.
0: And did that feel like a completely natural conversation to have or did it equally feel terrifying for the well, first time? with
2: Absolutely what? terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Um, but then that's the thing, because I work in a, in a place that is so so open to those kind of things uh there was one of the senior nurses she came up to me and said uh being, do you want me to like send an email to the senior staff and and to make sure that everyone knows that you have changed your name that you prefer to be called that I'm like well yeah i mean i didn't think of that but yeah great so there was an email sent it was kind of i felt a lot of support from my colleagues Uh, so it was terrifying absolutely because I'm asking people to adjust to who I am and it's like I'm asking them to do more work
1: but it's no different to when somebody gets married and changes their surname you know people have to get used get used to that as well or or a Samantha wants to be called Sam Um, Mm and you know people do get it it does click and you know you're entitled to be called Mm. who you want to be called and I mean how amazing to have a, a senior member of staff that just got it straight away and just sorted that out for you i think yeah. other organizations people just don't have that luxury sometimes do they
2: absolutely and that's the thing that's why it always seems like a fight but but i working in a in lgi and, and, and the trust it just felt so safe to to be who you are and we have this slogan you know you can be your true self and and it really feels that that's I can do that.
1: Can I ask you a question about, you might find it controversial, I know mm-hmm. it probably comes up a lot, about pronouns. So could you talk to us a little bit about what pronouns you use and, and the importance of, of pronouns, uh, you know, and your experience of that?
2: So I use pronouns they, them. Again, in Polish language, it's very difficult because they, them in Polish is very, it's purely a plural when it comes to work, I have a badge at work that says they, them. No one actually refers to me as they, them. I'm still referred to as she. And the reason why I kind of haven't been fighting for it, it's because I have changed my name to Bean. And it was, adjustment to people and me being kind of trying to make it easy for people. I didn't want to push too much, making them work harder on re- adjusting to a new name and new pronouns and understanding the pronouns, that seemed like too much for me to ask of people, which is, to be fair, a bit silly because that is something that now, when people actually accepted my name and everyone calls me Bean and I'm being referred to as she annoys me a little bit and that might change. My, I might get the guts to actually say, actually, is they them? If you're not sure why, what does it mean? I can tell you.
0: I don't know. It makes me feel a bit sad that just to correct someone to use a different pronoun was too much for that other person. The fact that you put yourself so far down that pecking order of things that you deserve is, is I find that really upsetting that. but I I appreciate how difficult it must be and also how tedious it must be to have to have the same conversation with so many people over and over and over again. Like I can, I can appreciate that then there will be an element of life's too short to constantly feel like you're battling.
2: Yeah, I I agree in a way. And as LGBTQ plus people, those kind of struggles are kind of a daily life. Mm -hmm. And because, we've been struggling with it for so long, you let some things go and it's sad because we shouldn't. But then sometimes it's like, you know what, they accept my name. I might not be bothered to kind of correct them on this or or fight for this thing because everything, since you knew who you are, seems like a, like a battle and like a fight. Mm. So then you kind of choose your battles and sometimes be like, you know what, I'm not going to fight for this, this time.
1: But you're entitled to be referred to with how you identify. True. And, you know, you're not, you don't identify as she, her. And, you know, if, if you look at somebody who's cisgendered, so somebody that isn't questioning their gender and it's still in line with what they were assigned at birth, say that was a, a female and you were calling them he, him all the time, you know, or, or you were saying to a man, she, her, you know, I think I think that's what I tried to put across when I talked yeah. to people about pronouns and non-binary and and just something that I know Leeds teaching hospitals are getting really good at um, and look, everyone everywhere across the globe can get better at this is putting pronouns on emails. And I wonder, you know, does does that help you? Do you think that starts a conversation? Or
2: I have had people actually talk to me about my badge. Um, usually when I worked on different wards, when I didn't know people, uh, they'll be like, oh, it's they them. What does that mean? And there was a the lady I could tell she had no clue about uh, gender fluid and gender identity stuff whatsoever. But she didn't ask in a very rude way. She she was actually really nice and really curious about what does it mean, why I do have it on my badge. And then she actually said, like, I'm sorry, I called you she. And I did actually correct it a few people uh, a few times on my on my pronouns, and it felt really good. And I'm kind of disappointed with myself, to be fair, because... Everyone in my on my ward are uh, such a lovely people. I mean, Leeds Teaching Hospital Trust is such a good place to work when it comes to those kind of things, because when it came to my name change, everyone was super supportive. From the senior staff to everyone that I work with, they've been super supportive. And I think it's my falling that I'm not fighting for the pronouns because maybe I'm not that confident to fight for everything, I
0: guess. But then I don't think that these things really should be your battle. I think they should be, you know, my battle as somebody who, you know, I was born female. I associate as female. Um, It's my responsibility, I feel, to correctly gender people in the same way that if somebody told me their name was Matt, I wouldn't call them. Sean, you know what I mean? Like that's your name, that's your pronoun, that's my responsibility to to get it right. So I think there's an element for for me anyway, I, I think there's an element of work that needs to be done society-wide for us all to realise that it's our issue, it's all of our issues. It's not you you shouldn't have to constantly fight for such a basic thing yourself.
2: I do agree. And also the thing is with with I think with non-binary I don't think there is enough knowledge out there for some people, I suppose.
1: I think it's ingrained in us because we do live in a binary world of, of male, mm-hmm. female. And, you know, for myself being gay and I work in gender services, you know, I speak about this quite a lot because I, I think it's important to be open and honest and say that nobody ever gets it 100 percent correct that I have used the wrong pronouns. I know even with you being when I first met you, I know for a fact, you know, I said she, her. And as soon as I said it, I was, like, I'm so sorry. So if that happens, you know, what I obviously just said, sorry. Yeah. And, and, you know, it came from a good place. But if that does happen, um, you know, I think people get really scared that they're going to be accused of being transphobic or, I mean, what what do you think about that?
2: So it's like any kind of mistake. Uh, when Caroline mentioned um, naming someone mad, Sean, it's the same thing the same rule applies. If you say, oh, sorry, sorry, Matt. <laughs> it's actually Matt, no Sean. It's fine. So it's the same thing. If people get overly uh, cautious and worried about it, the focus of the issue jumps back to them. As long you don't do it um, with intention to hurt someone, it's not a big deal. People, we're people, we're human, we make mistakes.
0: And so... Obviously you're a member of the LGBTQ plus support network at Leeds Teaching Hospitals and you've spoken about how supported you feel working within the trust. But do you think you'd feel that working elsewhere? You know, you've worked in other workplaces before. Is there that support across the board?
2: No. Simple no, because um, I have worked in a lot of places when I face discrimination from my personal experience. When you face any discrimination, when you live in a world that anything different feels like it's wrong, you want to know that there are people that not only went through the same thing that ha- you have, that they understand you. So the support network makes you feel that you can do anything. That, that group is, is, it's helped me in ways that you, I hope I'm not going to get emotional, but yeah, (laughs) it helped me in so many different ways. Everyone has such a good heart in that group. Mainly I joined it because I kind of thought, well, these are my people. (laughs) I want to hang out with my people and they will understand me. And I kind of want to see the world when being anything different and accepting that for yourself and for everyone else is not an act of bravery. It's just act of common sense but yeah the group is absolutely amazing it just have this like feeling of community and belonging together to make us feel accepted within the trust and and community and in general
0: what an amazing statement to make about the difference that your support network makes to bean
1: i know it's incredibly heartwarming and you know, I don't want to take all the credit from the staff network. It's been there a long time before I joined, but it's something that I'm really passionate about as are everybody that's part of the staff networks. Um, and it's just incredible to hear people like Bean are getting so much, so much out of the staff networks. Yeah. It makes me feel all warm and fuzzy. inside.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now on next week's episode, we're going to meet Ellie Kane.
1: Yeah. She's a consultant in palliative care. And Ellie is a trans woman.
0: To make sure you don't miss out on the episode, do remember to click follow. And as always, give us a rating or a review. United Colours, hosted by Caroline Verdon and Paul Carruthers. United Colours is an audio production from Under the Mast.